You know, Pastor Linda said that um, she took the brochure out and she said, for those of you who are attending cell, very good. Those of you who are not attending cell, it's okay. All right? But for me, I'm not as gracious as her. <laughs> All right? She's very gracious to say it's okay. If you are not attending cell, you go and find a cell. All right? Go and find a cell. Now, when we prayed, just now there was a prayer for the Bukit Jalil cell. And when I turn around and I look at the audience, and I know that at least 96% of you raised your hand to pray for a cell. I sure hope that that 96% of you who raised your hand will be a cell member yourself. Yeah? Because I see all of you here raising your hand. So please, we need you. God needs you. Christ needs you. You know, before I want to say a word of prayer, but let me just tell you a little story, okay? It's not real, but just a story. You know, back in heaven, all right, back in heaven, you know, when men sin, and God the Father turned to Jesus and said, Son, I have something for you to do. And Jesus said, What, Father? And God said to him, I need you to go down to the, to the earth. Can you do it? Jesus says, No problem. Just let me know when I will go down. But God the Father said, but Hold on, hold on, hold on. You are not just going down. You are going down and you are going to be spat upon. You are going to be persecuted. You're going to be ridiculed and you're going to take the form of human being. And you're going to lose all your glory up here. Jesus says, no problem, Father. I, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. No problem. And God the Father says, not yet. There's one more thing, son. And that is you will be crucified. You'll be killed and nailed on the cross. And Jesus says, that's okay, Father. I'm prepared. But Jesus said to the Father, but I have a question, Father. And God the Father says, what is it, son? And Jesus says, after I've been crucified, I've been resurrected, do I need to go down again? And the Father says, no, it's only once. And Jesus says, well, then who is going to do all the work when I'm up here? Who's going to do all the work? And the Father said, don't worry, I've arranged for that. God the Father has arranged for you people sitting here today. Every one of us sitting here today. And God the Father is looking at you and say, I have a plan. And my plan are the people, the church. That's my plan. Christ is not going to come down again to die. Today's topic is about cell emphasis. But really, in my heart, it is not cell. It is you. It is you. We always tend to say, God, I want to know what's your heartbeat, your heartbeat. But does God know your heartbeat? Does God know your heartbeat? Now, some of you are going to like me. Some of you are not going to. <laughs> Don't like me after this. <laughs> But I'm telling you, this is a wake-up call. We have to wake up. 
if I were to ask you, do you think Christ is coming soon? I'm sure you will tell me, yes, Christ is coming soon. So therefore, brothers and sisters, we must wake up. You have seen the video of Connect. You have heard, heard the testimony of the family. But I sure hope, and if you think that's spectacular, I sure hope it is not spectacular in your mind. I sure hope it is spectacular in your heart. Do you feel what was shared? It's like Christ looking down. Sorry. It's, it's like Christ looking down and says, Jerusalem, oh Jerusalem. We, we don't want to be a church where Christ is looking down on us and says, oh church, oh church, where are you? Where have you been? I have been crying day and night for you. Brothers, sisters, don't hear my words. No, please don't hear my words. Hear the words of the Spirit. Understand and know the message today. What does Christ want you to do? Before I proceed, I just want to pray for you right now. I want to pray for you right now. That you open your hearts at this very moment. Please, please. Christ implored, Christ pleaded in the scriptures. Please open your heart. Shall we invite the Spirit of God? Oh dear Lord, Father, Father, as you look down upon thy children, Holy Spirit, I pray and I plead that you will speak to every one of us. Open our hearts. Open our minds. That we understand your message, oh Father. We understand your heartbeat and we will take actions, Father God. And we will do something, Father God. For the time, the year, is drawing close. Spirit of the Lord, I pray you be with the midst of us at this moment, right now, right now, Holy Spirit. I just submit every single brother and sisters of mine into your hand. In Jesus' name, Amen. I have not preached in English for a long time. For the past 15 years, I've been preaching in Bahasa, Indonesia, right? So if you hear a word or two in Bahasa, Indonesia, please excuse me, all right? Things like Firman, Kokbaro come out, you know, things like that. Today, if you're not in cell, if, you, if we cannot bring you to a cell, 
I want to bring the cell to you today. I want to bring the cell to you. I'm so excited when I was asked to share on cell. As excited as I am, I was also very burdened. I was also very burdened in my heart and says, Lord, we have thousands of people in the church. But yet, Lord, how many are in cells? How many of us regularly attend cells? How many of us actively participate in cells? Please do not understand today's message by your mind. Please listen to the message, to the heartbeat of God. As He speaks, let your spirit be open. Let it be open. The Father's plan is all of us. You know, when your child comes home and when he has done an exam, an assessment or a test. And what you would do as parents is to look at the report card. And when you look at the report card, you will assess what has, has she done well or not. And if she has not done well, you will take measures to address that. You are excited. You are concerned. When Christ comes, we are going to present him with our own report card. And what are you going to write on your report card? When Christ says, can I see your report card? What would you have in there? Brothers, you better start thinking about what you're going to write in that report card. Are you going to show a blank and say, I've done nothing, oh Lord? Or is this just a one-liner? you're going to give an account of yourself. Let me share just two points and I'll conclude. But these two points will take me half a day actually. I want to share with you about what actually happens in cell because I know some of the cell members who attend cell, they are also not sure why they are there. All they know is that Friday I go to cell. But they are not sure why they are in there. What's, what's their role? Brothers and sisters, you need to know, you need to have a purpose when you go to the cell. So I'm going to talk about what happens in cell and what happens outside cell. But before I do, before I do, instead of just hearing from me, you have heard from the family, Casey, Brother Casey and Sister Peggy Sell. But I also like you to hear from another a cell leader who will testify to you what actually happens in cell. Can I please call upon Brother Elvin to come forward?
let me just uh, prepare my I just prepare my script this morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm uh, Alvin from uh, Bukit Jelutong Cell Cell Group, uh, located in Shalam. Right. Um, I just would like to share with you about how God has actually led us as a cell from stage from one stage to another stage. You know, when I first um, attend this cell group, uh, Bukit Jelutong Cell, uh, when we first formed the cell, approximately around four years ago, <clears throat> I see many familiar faces. Familiar faces that I've actually met regularly in Sunday service, just like here. And we hardly greet each other in church and at least for the first time on that night, that very first night when we attend cell, I, you know, we begin to manage to say hi. That's the first stage. Say hi to one another. Now, we begin with just a simple icebreaker, having conversation for the very first time, introducing ourselves. And I was actually struggling to get to know my cell members' names. And by second or third time when we meet cell, right? We meet cell every Friday uh, back then. And when, by the second or third time when we meet as a cell in a home, right? We begin to get comfortable with each other. And after two months of weekly meetings in Bukit Jelutong, we begin to know everyone in cell. We begin to foster friendship after that and relationship with one another in cell, and everyone has the opportunity to play a part and serve in cell. We begin to arrange our cell schedule to do praise and worship, to do Bible readings and Bible sharings, and uh, to prepare light supper. Right Back then, our cell is a very simple setting. And months of after the formation of uh, Bukit Jalutong cell, we, we went one step ahead to begin to love and care for one another. I remember a brother in our cell who was suffering from dengue fever and was admitted to hospital. We prayed and visited him in hospital. And in another occasion, a sister who felt terribly ill, she and her husband had a traumatic, traumatic experience and being anxious about their future as doctor told her to go for further examination for her possibility of suffering from cancer. And we as a cell group, again, we pray for her to gain strength and healing and show solidarity by visiting their home. And as months goes by, right, our cell synergy began to build up and we begin to mobilize. Now we begin to mobilize to help out in setting up stalls in Charity Bazaar. We did face painting and sold home-baked cakes and cookies to raise funds for Rumah Juara. And two years ago, we begin to break our comfort zone. We begin to break our comfort zone by doing our out first outreach visitation. Right, as a cell, as a cell, togetherness as a cell, to Rumah Juara during Christmas season to bring cheers to the orphanages. 
we believe that there will be many more opportunities for us to break more comfort zones as a cell. Not as an individual, but as a cell. Even though at time, um, you know, previously I've actually visited prison before. Prison to minister to prisoners. But I really cannot impose my preferences to the cell members. At times, we have to look at the synergy of the cell group and we have to grow together as a cell, not as an individual per se. Subsequently, we also get connected and combine effort with other cells from different locations, such as brother called Y-Cell, Taka, right? Uh, from USJ, ministering to Orang Asli, Sungkai, we went to Sungkai, we went to Telo Intan, we went to Langkap and Tapa. Brother Kowai Cell and our cell have actually jointly done this, have been really doing this for the past two years already. And last year, in fact, we have also combined effort. We actually did some combined effort with Sister Tara Saratan Cell, Sister Tara Saratan Cell from uh, Seti Alam, singing Christmas carols on stage at Seti Alam Club House to sow seed of love towards the community in Seti Alam. We have grown as a cell from a stage where we begin to say hi to one another to a stage where we begin to get connected and combine with other cells to do outreach work. I still remember when it's just like a courtship days, you know, together with my wife. I began to say hi to my wife. And now, we uh, get connected and uh, multiply. Sorry. <laughs> multiply, all right? Uh, likewise in cell also, right? Um, of course, the ultimate game for the cell group is to multiply and to do outreach and to go out to share God's word. And we do not know where else God will lead us as a cell in months or years to come. But we are humbled by how the Lord leads us as a cell from strength to strength. Over the years, in good and bad times, we have learned to grow to serve God using talents, abilities, and resources that He has given to us. On a personal note, <clears throat> just as my spiritual mentor who was a cell leader back then, who has passed on the candle to me. I've learned to pass on the candle over to somebody else in cell. Lighted candles that will continue to be passed on to many people through cell. And brothers and sisters in Christ, it is more than just a cell meeting every Friday or every Wednesday. And all glory to God. Amen. All right, thank you very much. Today, you're going to hear three sermons <laughs> by three people. What Brother Elvin has just shared with each and every one of us is basically what takes place in cell. Now, I, I, I do know, it's not that I've not gone through this. I do know that you have challenges going to a cell. I do know that you have challenges in terms of time, in terms of family, in terms of your work, and, and, and others. I know you have challenges. And if I may say, 
that each and every one of us have our own challenges. But what would you say to Christ? Because of these challenges, I cannot. You would note that in cell, the benefits, the blessings that you will get far outweighs the challenges that you are going through. It will far outweigh. You need to experience that. Please, again, I must remind you, listen to the message, yeah? Listen to the message. In a cell, when you go to the cell, your needs are met. You have assistance. You have people to pray for you. We have heard testimonies of those brothers and sisters who are in trouble and how the cell have rallied to assist them. And if you have not experienced that, you need to experience that. Now, the church, many years ago, like 20 years ago or more than that, when we started the cell, when the church started the cell, and then has put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, and even today, you will see all the effort that has been put in, the brochures that you have just gotten, because we know the importance of cell. Can you just imagine, in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 1, you remember that there were about 120 people in the upper room praying before the Holy Spirit was poured. And then chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 21, it talks about multiplication and multiplication and increase and abundance and so forth. Until in chapter 21, the Pharisees were saying, you have filled Jerusalem. You have filled Jerusalem. But with so many people, where are you going to house them? The fact that you are here today in this gathering shows that you know deep inside you, there's a need together. There's a need to come together. If you didn't think of that, you will not be here. But now, brothers, you need to form a smaller group. That is why in the, in the book of Acts, they were meeting from home to homes. Homes. I do know that there are people who come to church this morning. You come in not knowing people, and after service, what do you do? You walk back. You go home. Look for a cell. Look for a cell. Not because we want to put you in a cell, but because we know that in the cell, you will grow. Do you remember what is the great com commission of Christ? Do you still remember that? The great commission of Christ is to go and make what? Disciples. Where else would you get discipleship? If it is not through the cell where you are disciple. Where else? In this church, in GT, 
It isn't a cell that you get disciple. You are fulfilling the commission. You become a disciple and you disciple others. You have heard this. When you take care of your business and not God's business, God is going to leave it to you to take care of your own business. But if you take care of God's business, then you leave room for God to take care of your business. That happens in cell. In cell. It is an opportunity for you to grow. Again, I, I, I will bring an example of a parent and a child. How would you feel if your child doesn't grow? How, how would you feel if your child remains a five-year-old and, and think like a five-year-old after 10 years and after 15 years? What would you, how would you feel if your child's education does not improve at all? What would you do? You will do something about it. You cannot allow the situation to happen. In cell, there is an opportunity for us to grow because Christ, God the Father, will be very sad. Very sad. Grief because the children are still babies. They are still feeding on milk. They are not mature. You don't expect a baby to go out into the fields. Christ wants believers who are mature. In the cell, there is this opportunity of growth. Opportunity of growth. And for those of us who are attending cell, if I may just remind you that attending cell is not the mission. Attending a cell group is not, a, it's not my mission. My mission is to attend a cell group. I need to say, if Christ would ask you, what have you done? I attended a cell. No, it's what you do in the cell. It's how you grow in the cell. So if you're already attending cell, praise the Lord. But you've got to think of the next step. Brothers, think, think. The first step. Take the first step. But not take only one step. But take the first step that will lead you to the second step. Go, go. When I attended South like 20 years ago, I was really, really disliking about self. I sit there and I challenge. You know, Pastor Lin said, I'm, I'm, I'm basically, a back, my background is, uh, is in law. So he's a teacher of law, like the scribes, you know. <laughs> you know, in, in, like a scribe, I sit in the cell and I will start questioning. I will start questioning everybody in the cell who makes, who makes a statement. But lo and behold, of course, the Holy Spirit says, don't, you know, why are you trying to test me, is it? Brothers, you need to find your place in the cell. Please find a place in the cell. I, I do not know why you're not attending cell. I have no idea what's the reason. But think about it. 
Find your place in cell. Find it. Go to a cell. Try it out. Rather than not. Find a cell that you can be acquainted to. Now that is important because you know the Great Commission is about making disciples. By the way, you may this is just something that you probably know. You know, practically every verse in the Bible has now and has verbs. Yeah? If there's no verb, an action word, then it's meaningless. Always go, baptize, teach. There's always something you need to do. Please be part of the plan that God has planned. Because Christ is not going to come again. He's looking down at every one of you. Would you? Would you? Don't just be a believer, yeah? Okay? Just don't listen. Be a doer. Be a doer. Some of you might say, well, I, I'm on my own. I, I can do a lot of things on my own. Yes, you can. I have no doubt about that. But do you know how much you can achieve through self? A lot. You can get a lot in self. You know, even in cell, if there's a prayer, all right? You know, typically in a cell, when you ask someone, can you say, someone please pray? You can imagine that if there are 10 cell members and each member prays for you every single day for 10 days, and each of them pray three times, you have someone praying for you for a month, every day for one month. Praying for you. That happens in self. That happens in self. To move on, it is not just what happens in self, but it is also so what happens outside self. You know, we, we have the self structure that talks about nurturing and evangelism. All right? Nurturing takes place in the cell. But cell leaders, cell members, do not, do not just stick to nurturing. There's a nurturing and there's a evangelism. There's a reaching in and reaching out. Yeah? Reaching in and reaching out. There are things that you could do. Fill up your record, report card. Fill up your report card. Reaching out. So to help us understand a little bit more about this reaching out in a cell, I would like to call upon Brother Kotwai to come and share about what the cell does in terms of reaching out, reaching out. Can you? Just now, uh, in my speech, I put that good morning, but I should say good afternoon, brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Already reaching afternoon. Well, just now, uh, Brother Elwin has mentioned about what's happening in the cell, developing relationships, uh, praying for each other, 
doing things together is very good. It's very good, no doubt about it. But it is also equally important that to guide the cell to do the community service or to serve the community, which is outside the church itself. This brings a bigger meaning to the cell members, which is also, which is also the, one of the church mission, which is to impact the community. The cell shall not be kept within the four walls on the Friday cell meeting. But it should allow the cell members to use their talents or gifting to serve the community. It is a way that the cell members keep their talents or gifting to themselves, but not doing anything on that. So in the recent years, just like uh, just now Brother Elvin mentioned, uh, myself from USJ17 and Brother Elvin Cell, we have done a few of the uh, Orang Asti trip. It is a joy and fulfillment to serve the Orang Aslis itself. It is very different from cell outing because now the cell members are using their talents to the best in order to serve another community. Uh, throughout the, this uh, Orang Asli trip, we can see the cell members never hold back, but just stay focused to serve. So in the Orang Asli trip, we serve the, we conduct the, these uh, children, the youth, and also the adult services. We share food with them, and we also pray with them. And at uh, the end of the day, we found out that a lot of these Orang Asli are looking forward to meet us again because actually we serve them. They feel the God's love in it. So just now I mentioned about how the cell actually impact the community. But at the same time also, the cell also being impacted because of this serving. Yeah? It's a two-way thing. It's not a one-way that the cell members go out to serve and impact the community. But at the same time, the cell members also being impacted. So what are these impacts? I found that they find joy and meaning in serving the community. The cell members become more vibrant because now they are able to have the, they can use their talent to serve a community or doing some things. And also I found they are able to understand each other more and able to lay down their differences to work towards a common goal. And when uh, we combine with uh, Brother Edwin Cell, we can know more cell, uh, cells, cells, cells members. And it means that we can know more brothers and sisters. And this also has created a bigger pool of talent in order to serve a community. And also at the same time, you create a bigger prayer group so that we can pray for each other. And finally, I can see that the cell members is not just about sharing the words in the cell meeting, but be a doer of God's word. So I pray that most of you were able to attend the cell and able to reach out so that many more souls will be ushered into the kingdom of God. So I would like to say glory, all glory to God and God bless you all. Thank you. From here, instead of going to sell, is where is the sell going? All right, where is the sell going?
Once you're in the church, where are you going then? All right? Don't go around the cell, just around the cell. You've got to go out of the cell. Cell without walls. The question now is, where are you in the fields? Where are you in the fields? You know something? In Luke chapter 10 and verse 2, Christ says what? The harvest is plentiful, right? Harvest is plentiful. But what is not plentiful? The laborers are not plentiful. So what should we do? We should pray to Christ, to the Lord of the harvest, to send laborers. Now, ask you a question. Make a guess. Who do you think the laborers are? Can you tell your neighbor, who, who do you think the neighborer is? You. Are you sure? It's you, not the person beside you? Is, is it the person beside you or you? Who? That person is it? Never mind. If you point to that person, that person point it back to her. Point it back to him. You also. Alright? We all are. So we're going to pray that you, every one of you, pray to Christ, the Lord of the harvest, that He will send forth every one of us. And you can do that in a bigger, a more effective way in a cell. In a cell. And that is important. So, my time is running out. As the time draws close to this sharing, let me just close with this. How many of us here would like, okay, how many of you here know that you have got a talent? That you, you have a talent. God, God has given you a gift, a talent. Well, I don't see many hands raised. Really, seriously, I don't see many hands raised. Okay, can you ask me, I want to ask you another question. How many of you know here that you have a passion for something? Passion. Oh, passion got more. Talent don't have. <laughs> if God were to say, all right, God were to say to you, huh? okay, I'm going to give you a talent. I'm going to give you a gift now. What gift would you want? What gift would you want? When God asked Solomon, I'm going to give you something, what would you want? Solomon asked for what? Wisdom. If God going to give you something, what would you ask for? If God going to give you a passion, what would you ask for? How many of you here, you, some, most of you here don't have a talent. Half of you here got passion. Alright. But how many of us here would want a talent from God? God, give me a talent. Give me a talent. Give me a passion. Do you want that? If you want that, can I see your hands? As God looks up on you, do you want a gift from God? God, is going to, God wants to give you something. God wants to give you a passion. Maybe that gift and passion is just too great. I, got, I see less hands. Don't look at me. I'm not looking at you. Well, I am. But I'm not looking at you. Christ is looking at you, not me. I'm looking at you because you are looking at me. Don't look at me. Look at Christ. Christ says, I want to give you a talent. If you don't have, I want to give it to you. I want to give you a passion. You don't have, right? I want to give you a passion. Would you want one? Would you want one? Church, do you want a passion or talent from God? And God is going to give it to you. 
If you want it, God is going to give it to you. I have no doubt about that. That God will give it to you. Because with that talent and with that passion, you can make a difference. You can make a difference in your family, in the cell, in the community, in the church. You can make that difference. You can. You can. If you want that, God will give it to you. But we want to pray. We want to pray. How many of us here are already attending cell? Can I raise your hand? Can, can I see your hands already attending cell? Okay, if you're already attending cell, can you please rise? If you're already attending a cell, can you please rise? Now, this is a fact. Either you are or you are not. Okay? There's no halfway. Eh? Alright, if, if you are standing, can I ask you to just turn around and pray for the person who is sitting? Pray for the person sitting down and say, Lord, I pray for my brother, I pray for my sister. Oh, Rabashanda Rabashita Rabakashandara. Ibianda Rabashata Rabashanda Rabakianda. Hallelujah. We pray for one another. We pray for one another. That their hearts will be ignited. That they will take the first step and say, Lord, lead me to a cell. That I may be of use, Father God, in you, in your kingdom, in your fields. I may not have the talent, I may not have a passion right now, but I know you will grant it to me. God will take us through. Hallelujah. 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 Shall we all rise? Do not stop today. You have seen several people who are seated but not in cell. This is not in any way to, to ridicule you or anything like that. But we want to pray for you. Because we know that when the altar is open, there are many people who are, for one reason or another, will refrain from coming to the altar. But we would really want to encourage you. Really want to encourage you. Short of saying, we want you. We want you. Christ wants you. Christ wants you. You are His plan in this world. You are His plan. Remember that. Take hope that you are God's plan. Hallelujah. We can make a difference. Hallelujah. Won't you, Lord, take a look at our hands? Everything we have, use it for your plans. Won't you, Lord, take a look?
Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. us, oh, Father God. Let there be a change in our hearts, oh, Father God. Let your message of the Spirit speak to us. Let there be a movement. Let the fire burn again in our lives. Oh, Father God. Oh, Lord Jesus. Thy children. Look about thy children. Grant unto them a talent, O Father. Grant unto them a passion. May they be strong. Won't you, Lord? May they feel your heartbeat. Take a look at their hands. Take a look at their lives. And their feet. Won't you, Lord, take a look at oh, Lord. our hearts? These are your children, oh, Father God. Oh, we are your children. We are your plans. You we are the ones that would have to go. to run to the altar and catch the fire to stand in the gap between the But let not your church have no vision. Let the church have vision, Father God. Hallelujah. Catch the fire to stand in the gap between the living and the dead. Give us a heart of compassion for a world without vision. We will make a difference. to dismiss you without a prayer if you just raise your hand to the person in front of you before we go from this place and before we go from this world raise your hand to the person in front of you and let's meet you in a prayer yeah father God with my hand raised I pray for my brother, my sister, standing right in front of me. Lord, I pray because you have asked us to pray for more laborers. You have asked us to pray. And I pray for the brother or sister to be sent into the fields because the harvest is plentiful. And I pray for the brother or sisters to be active in cell to participate in cell, to give the heart to the cell. And I pray, Father God, for the person who is in front of me, who is not, who has not yet attended a cell, that you will cause a change, Father God, a miraculous change in their heart, that they will step into a cell and experience your blessings, your love, and the joy of serving you. That person in front of me, Father God, 
I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Master, Lord, and Savior. As we depart from this place, O oh Father God, we are not leaving the church. We are leaving this place, but we are the church. We are the cell. We are the cell. We are the one that is in your plan. So thank you, Father God. Bless each and every one. Bless the families, Father God. Bless their children, Father God. Bless their work, Father God. Bless them, their finances, Father God. That the hages of Christ, the fire of Christ, be upon them. As they walk out, Father God, may your angels walk with them throughout the days of their lives. We give you thanks, and we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And the church says, Amen. Amen.